0: hello and welcome back to absolutely thriving with me charlotte your ever rambling host i hope this episode finds you well i can't believe how cold it is at the moment i'm recording this on the 7th of december so the day before this podcast actually comes out and it has been raining basically all day i went for a walk and i didn't take an umbrella so i got absolutely soaked Um, but it was nice. It was kind of a therapeutic rainy walk. Um, but yeah, I'm basically an ice cube every time I go outside. Um, and all I want to do is stay in bed all day, but unfortunately I can't do that because life. Um, but I am currently recording from my bed, which is just great because I haven't had work today and I've had a really chilled day. I finished my book. I've done a bunch of admin things. And you know what, we're feeling good. We're chilling out, having a good time. So I'll continue on with my little spiel. Um, quick life update. Not much has been happening other than work, really. I've been keeping myself pretty busy work-wise because I'm quite worried about the whole COVID situation. I'm not as worried as I was this time last week. But it's still a concern because obviously one of my jobs is in events and if there's COVID means that no events are going to be happening. So I basically just try to do as many as I can before we hopefully hopefully not go into lockdown. But in case we do, I'm trying to preempt the fact that I my, my job schedule might be being cut down to one rather than two jobs, which, you know, we'll see. I just I feel like I'm just very pessimistic about the whole pandemic at the moment um, because I feel like it. this situation that we're currently in is kind of inevitable um, but you know I'm just trying to avoid too much media fatigue because there isn't very much we can do at the moment other than take the necessary precautions and kind of just keep moving but anyways Covid aside, I have been busy with my two jobs the care home has been you know challenging at times but still as rewarding as ever and it's actually so satisfying to feel like I'm getting better at doing my job it's not like working in care is like intellectually demanding or anything like that but obviously there are ways to go about doing things and obviously certain things that you need to do in order to do your job well um and I think I'm definitely getting the hang of it now and my hospo job is genuinely so much fun and I've been meeting some nice people, meeting some of the same people again, which has been really nice. Um, so all in all, I'm kind of winning outside of work as well. My volunteering is going pretty well. I'm still waiting to start on one of them, but I think that's actually been a bit of a blessing because I am literally so busy at the moment. I kind of don't want to have to add something else into the equation um what else other than that i'm kind of just gearing up for the christmas season getting all my presents bought which is very exciting i actually really do like christmas um i go through phases that i'm like "Eh, it's so materialistic and it's all just about present giving and so superficial and whatever But I think it's such a nice opportunity to have quality time with friends and family. Um, So, yeah, I'm very excited about Christmas. I think we're going to be putting up our Christmas tree tonight, which is so fun. Can't wait for that Um, because just I love the smell of Christmas trees. It's kind of random, but obviously not that novel an insight. But just having the Christmas tree up, it just it marks the beginning of the Christmas season, which is just great. Um, what else? I've been a bit less social the past week um, as obviously as I was saying I've kind of had more work than usual but you know life happens, life gets busy and it's okay not to have a really roaring social life all of the time. Um, I'll probably talk more about this in the episode but I feel like we have this expectation that we have to have every single facet of our lives going 100% perfectly and if one area is suffering somewhat we start to beat ourselves up but it's so difficult to actually have the perfect balance between work, social life, alone time, family time like there are so many different components to our lives that it's pretty impossible to strike the perfect balance or at least the ideal balance because I think we all have different priorities so Different things will be more or less important, depending on the person. But yeah, that's kind of about it. Um, Sometimes, I guess, we're just going to have to sacrifice some things for the good of something else. And I think as well, it's important to remember that within reason, you can kind of readjust the balance at any given time. But anyway, enough about my present time. Let's do some reflecting as... This episode is going to be the season finale. Um, and I'll talk... Prob- I keep talking about how I'm going to take a podcast break. But this is actually the final episode. Um, for a few weeks. But anyway. The premise of this episode is basically just going to be looking back at the year that I've had. And just seeing how it went. That's literally the episode. That's about it. Um, I'm well aware of the fact that no one really is that invested about the innermost details of how I spent my 2021 Um, but you know what just in case someone out there does care I'm going to share it with the class and you know what it's a good exercise to be introspective sometimes and just take a step back and see how far we've come because that can be a good indication of where we have left to go so without further ado let's just get right into it First off, let's chat about how my year went. We're going to break it down month by month. Gonna talk a little bit. I'm not going to go in depth and I will be omitting some things because I don't want to include too many personal details. If you just heard a banging on the floor, that was me pushing my water bottle off my bed with my feet, so I do apologize about that. Um, but anyway, onwards. January 2021. We were in lockdown. Woo um yeah I mean I think everyone kind of feels the same way about lockdowns there are very few people at least that I've met at this point who actively enjoy lockdowns um I was not in a good mental state during January not just for the pandemic of Rooney but everything was kind of a bit of a mess and I was not really okay in any shape or form um mentally physically emotionally just not really it Online school, however, was hikey so much better for my stress and anxiety levels because it meant that I could actually switch off from school and kind of breathe a bit more. But to be honest, I was kind of barely surviving, and towards the end of this month, I kind of had a bit of a breakdown and kind of hit rock bottom um but in a way that was a blessing because it was the prompt that I needed to start actively engaging with bettering my mental health um so you know all in all it was not my not my finest month i'd probably give it a three out of ten um <laughs> but you know what we got through it so as we counts. which brings us nicely on to february oh my goodness look at the chronology of this things were going a bit better this month um Like, kind of in general, the whole pandemic was getting better. So I think just generally everyone was starting to feel a little bit better. Um, I saw my boyfriend, which was really nice because we didn't get to see each other for a couple of months. I can't remember how many. I think I saw him in December. So maybe two months. I don't know. My boyfriend would probably yell at me and say that I can't do maths and that I can't remember. But anyway, uh, we had our six month anniversary. Um, which was really nice because we hadn 't seen each other in ages, and yeah, it was just a nice landmark, I guess and on that day, I actually took my first break that I had had in over a year off of work and by work in this context, I mean school work, and I think that kind of shows how ridiculously hard I worked for my a levels, whether or not that was. 100% necessary I couldn't tell you but I yeah I was doing better this month which was nice Um, so we kind of love that for me so then on to March I don't think this month was particularly eventful because I was kind of just in my little revision hole um, we went back to school for a couple of weeks um which was nice to see people but was the cause of a little mini setback in terms of my mental health um and as you'll see throughout my monthly summary school and mental health do not thrive together and school was a massive trigger for my poor mental health but anyway we'll probably talk about that more in the future so we won't dwell on it too much um but yeah, I think I just always used to use school as an excuse to sacrifice my mental health because it was sort of somewhat socially acceptable to invest so much into your education. Um, but that's not something I would condone or recommend to anyone. So don't do that. Learn from my mistakes and take care of yourself. Okay. <laughs> anyway, April. This month again, kind of just more revision. Not particularly eventful kind of just worked and blocked out everything else which again not something that i would recommend you aspire towards and also just delays your problems and makes them mount up so you have more to deal with later so don't do that and that's all i have to say about april (laughs) as you can see a lot of the beginning of the year was kind of blocked out because of just life and poor mental health basically um may we kind of took a bit of a dip um, because I started exams and exams basically just mean that everything that I was already feeling about school gets a hundred times worse because there's even more pressure. Even though I got through my exams, I basically had a breakdown every single day. I had my birthday like in between our two exam weeks as well, which absolutely sucked and I was at school on my birthday and it was just a bit rubbish. And again, I had a breakdown. (laughs) So by the end of the month, I basically had a breakdown most days of May. But I finished school and that was great. You know, I graduated and I left that rubbish behind Um, because even though I did well at school, academically speaking, it doesn't mean that I thrived in the school environment because it just absolutely wrecked my mental health. And I actually stopped attending lessons in the last term because I just couldn't hack it. I would literally just go and work in a room by myself because lessons still went on throughout the like half term that we were there. But I, it was a no from me. Um, and I also had my eighteenth birthday party at the end of May, which was so nice because I got a bunch of my friends together and we just had a lovely sit down dinner and everyone came in black tie and everyone looked. So pretty and just great. It was just good vibes all around. But yeah, I made it through May. It was a bit rough, but you know what? We got to the other side, so that's what counts. Then we had June. Now, June was a bit of a better month because it basically, from leaving school, life could only get better. And I really got used to that freedom of not being at school and... I think a couple of weeks into June I started my job and if you haven't listened to any of my previous episodes I worked at Pizza Express for a couple of months which was an interesting challenge to have to rise up to as I've never worked in a kitchen and it was an entirely new experience. Obviously I've cooked quite a lot in my life and I've done a lot of baking and stuff but I've never actually had to be like a cook before but you know what new experience, interesting stories that I gathered from that job, so it was good times Um, but really in June I didn't have too much else on, I did a few social things and just kind of hanged out, relaxed, good times just chilling really, reading and just doing everything else that normally makes me feel good so July, now July was one of my favourite months of the entire year Because I went away once with my family and we went to the Lake District. And it's so pretty there and we just had such a lovely week together. It was just good vibes all round. And then I also went and stayed with my boyfriend in the Cotswolds for a week. Which was so nice and just really relaxing and just nice to be in the countryside. Because I genuinely love the outdoors and just spending time in nature. So... July, all in all, was a really good month. Absolutely thrived in July. Then August. August as well was a really good month. Um, I obviously kept working at Pizza Express. And I also went on holiday with my friends towards the end of the month. I think we went on, like, the 20th of August. Um, It was just so, so nice to get away because, obviously, with COVID, there was no travel, so I didn't go anywhere. Which, I know, first world problems and everyone was in the same boat but just having that ability to travel again was so nice um and I've never been to Greece before so that was fun um yeah very nice place highly would recommend to a friend 10 out of 10 5 out of 5 on TripAdvisor all of the above um Corfu was just a good time you know I think my friends and I bonded quite a lot on that holiday and we kind of talked a lot, a lot of deep things you know, got closer and obviously as we're all going well, well, we're all going to different unis slash our different unis now um, so it was just a nice sort of final time together um, and I also went some really stunning sunrise runs um, and it was just so so hot and just picturesque, so it's just vibes Good vibes. Immaculate vibes. Um, what else? Oh, I also got my A-level results this month. Um, which was nice because I did I did reasonably well. Um, and I also decided not to reapply to Cambridge. Not because I didn't have the grades. I did have the grades to reply, just to clarify. Um, but I was always planning on reapplying to Oxbridge on my gap year. But I decided not to because I decided to put my mental health first because I knew if I was reapplying to Cambridge I would be investing all my time like I did when I was at school into doing well. And you know, it was a pretty monumental decision for me to not do that because it was the first time that I'd put my mental health above academics. So it was kind of a big deal. And it kind of reinforced the fact that this year off from school was meant to get me and my head together. So I did the reverse of what I had planned, which is absolutely so unlike me. I'm such an obsessive planner and I love to have everything all figured out and sorted out and sort of no ambiguity anywhere. But I moved on with my life. And you know what? I am so glad that I didn't reapply because I am so much happier right now not doing any work. Like, the idea of having to do schoolwork just doesn't appeal to me right now because I was so... I'm still burned out from my A-levels, to be honest. The idea of going to work, like, in a uni environment just doesn't sound appealing. (laughs) So, yeah, all in all, I realised that going to Oxbridge wasn't going to be the thing that finally, you know... Is icing on the cake to my academic career. And that I'd be happy at Durham. So that's where we're at. Now September. Things kind of took a bit of a turn for the worst in September. Because I didn't have a job this month. And as a result of that. I was left alone with my own head. And so I got quite low again. Um, Which is part of the reason why I restarted the podcast. Because I just needed something to do. um, That wasn't crying. (laughs) Um, And I kind of just tried to distract myself with a bunch of hobbies, but none of them really stuck. So I kind of just ended up in this sort of pit of despair. But again, we got through it, as we do all of the hard times. And yeah, it showed me how desperately I needed to sort myself out. So it was kind of a productive exercise, I guess. Now, October... October brought me a fresh start. I started both my new jobs, and I also started taking medication for my mental health, which is something I haven't discussed on the podcast, but I plan to at some stage. And things started to get better. I started feeling happier, and I started to develop a really healthy work-life balance. And so everything was kind of going in the direction that I'd intended and wanted to. So it was good. November, we kind of continued in the same tone as October, and I became a bit busier. I pushed myself quite a lot in my jobs and put myself out of my comfort zone, but I also gave myself enough time to rest, so everything felt pretty good. And what would you know, here we are in December. I'm still feeling pretty good. Um, I'm pretty busy, but I love the feeling of being busy so it works well for me. Um, Obviously I've skipped out quite a lot of detail um, because I'm not going to disclose anything on here that isn't 100% personal just about me because when things involve other people I just don't think it's my place to discuss them on an open forum. Um, So yeah all in all I've had a lot of ups and downs this year but I've come a long way and I think it's probably the most productive year I've ever had in terms of healing and working on my mental health. Which, obviously, is not it's not saying that much because I haven't really done any healing up until this point, but the point remains, we did better this year. So, like most people, I set myself some goals for the year. I don't believe in calling them resolutions because... I think the idea of a resolution kind of sets you up for failure anyway because people are notorious for not sticking to resolutions. So I like to think of my sort of year goals as more of intentions for the new year and things that I want to prioritise. And you don't have to do everything or anything 100% perfectly either. You can change your goals at any point. And if you fall off the bandwagon with any of your intentions, like, it's really okay. Life happens. And you know what? There's a time and a place for everything in your life. And it just might not be right now. And there's so much pressure at the beginning of the year to do something impressive. But it really doesn't have to be anything big. And please, please, you do not need to have to lose weight as a resolution because no matter how bad you think you ate over christmas badly even god if i spoke english that'd be helpful like you there's no reason for you to lose weight you can obviously it's your body and you have autonomy over it but just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and not because you feel obliged to but anyway run over um let's reflect on my intentions for this year So firstly, we had to try one new recipe every week. So I pretty much did this every week until we got to about two months ago, um, because I kind of got sick of trying new recipes. (laughs) And I also just became really busy and trying out new food just became not a priority for me. Um, But the whole intention of it really helped to introduce me to a bunch of new recipes that are now sort of included in my repertoire of meals. Um, a particular highlight was my peanut butter stir fry, which I adapted from a deliciously Ella recipe, um, that is now one of my favourite things to make, I make it every week, like it's scheduled in my week that I will have a satay stir fry, and you know what, it's, it gives me so much joy, so, yeah, I recommend this to anyone who wants to eat some more interesting meals or add a bit more variety to their diet, because, Yeah, it just encouraged me to move more out of my comfort zone with food. Now, my next goal for this year was to build a healthier relationship with exercise. Now, in practice, this effectively meant just switching up my exercise routine, doing different things, but also taking time off and sitting with the discomfort of not exercising. I'm naturally a very active person, and I do genuinely really enjoy exercise, but I did get a little bit too into it to the point where I had to exercise for a lot of time every day. And it was motivated by all the wrong reasons. But now I'm in a place where I can just exercise when, how, for how long I feel like, which is such a liberating feeling and I never thought I would get to this point, let alone just in this year. So I'm very proud of myself for that. And my next goal, which I think I'll probably just have every year anyway, because why not, was just to read as much as I can. Um. And the reason I didn't specify quantity of books was A, because I didn't want to put pressure on my reading habits and I knew that I was going to be busy with work. But B, because... I've effectively been reading quite prolifically for three years, but I, yeah, I just didn't feel the need to set myself a target because I was like, I'll just read what I want, when I want. Um, But if you want to have a full in-depth summary of my reading, check out last week's episode. Um, Since then, I've read two books. I read The Scarlet Letter and The Banishing Half both of which were really good, especially the vanishing half. I finished that today and it was chef's kiss. Um, what else did we have? We had, next one was to actually try to improve my mental health. Now this one was definitely the hardest, but it's an ongoing journey. So I don't beat myself up about it. Mental health is partially circumstantial, but a lot of it we can't avoid. I'm still doing my best at it, but like everyone, I have good days and bad days. So we're kind of just riding that wave. Then my next goal was to get my predicted grades in my A-levels. And you know what? I did it. Whoop. Yay. Out here thriving. At what cost? Uh, We don't talk about it. But you know what? I still managed to pull through and I came out the other side. And we're stronger for it now. And let's just leave it at that <laughs> so my next goal was to spend more time being sociable this definitely came more to fruition at the end of the year but since leaving school i've tried to see at least one friend per week which i'm pretty sure has happened most weeks maybe there was the odd week that didn't happen but all in all it's pretty good so that's a win for me then we have take more time for rest Again, this is kind of an ongoing saga, but it's definitely better than it used to be. And I think just being able to redefine my vision of rest and not have it as something hyper-productive or sort of still glamorizing productivity is really important. And lastly, we have yoga and meditation every day. Now I can actually say that I have done yoga every day. It might not have been for an hour but i have made sure that i've stretched every day and to me yoga and stretching go hand in hand but what makes it yoga is the mindset that you do it in so anyway (laughs) um yeah i've done yoga every day but not always meditation although i've probably done it most days but there have just been the odd day where it hasn't happened and i think as well yoga I was saying, it doesn't have to be a really intense flow. But a lot of the time, I just take 10 minutes or so to just sort of stretch my body and just reconnect with it. Because throughout every day, I feel like we just become so disconnected from ourselves. And yoga is just a very grounding practice. So personally, I think everyone should do yoga. Mainly for the mental benefit and clarity more than anything else. But hey-ho, that's just me. So the final segment of this episode is going to be 21 lessons from 2021 and I've been watching so many of these videos at the moment because I just think they're really wholesome and it's just nice and a little insight to other people's lives and so I've written them all down. I may or may not clarify them or contextualize them as we go um I'm just kind of Read them and you can take what you will. So life lesson number one. You don't have to do everything that you set out to do. I think this one was super important for me especially because I'm, as I was saying, I'm such a strict planner, but embracing change is so important and that comes in so many forms, whether that be just the seasons changing or going through a different phase in your life or deviating from the plan that you'd once set for yourself. You have to be okay with things not being exactly the way that you had planned out. Now, the second one kind of goes in tandem with that, but not everything has to go 100% the exact way that you planned for it to be worthwhile. So I didn't have a job, as I said, in September. And I used to keep saying throughout that time, oh, this is just dead time. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my gap year. But that does, I think it was so important that I did have that time where I wasn't working because I wasn't distracted. And I realised just quite how bad my mental health has been because I've just been avoiding sitting with myself for so long. So, yeah, that's the context of that one. Number three you're stronger than you think i think sometimes everyone needs to hear this and just gonna reassure you that it's okay (laughs) number four the bad days will end and so will the good again this comes in sort of tandem with change but every day will always start and end the same way and you know what as humans you're gonna have whole variety of different days and none of them last forever so it's all okay (laughs) number five open your eyes to the world because there's so much out there working in care especially has made me see just quite how sheltered my life has been and so i think it's important to put yourself in situations that you haven't been in before and try and see a new perspective number six Everything in life is temporary. Again, comes with the whole change thing because I feel like we get so fixated on wanting things to stay the same, but nothing is ever gonna stay the same because as I say in basically every episode, change is the only guaranteed thing. Number seven, don't let things get in the way of you being able to live in the moment because you'll look back with regrets. I didn't enjoy school because i couldn't look beyond academics and exams and i now look back with quite a lot of sadness that i didn't spend as much time having fun with my friends as i could have done but yeah just a bit of wisdom (laughs) number eight you don't have to know everything by 18 no one is expecting you to have the answers already I think because i'm quite mature i like to think that i've got absolutely everything figured out but surprise i don't there are still so many things i need to learn some mundane things some spiritual things you know there's a whole whole load of discovery that i need to do and it's okay and no one's expecting me to be perfect (laughs) number nine trust yourself and your body again i feel like i talk about this all the time but This year I really built a much stronger connection from my mind to body, which has been really rewarding. Number 10, invest time with the people who matter. This is self-explanatory, but it's just a reminder that you don't have to spend time with people who drain you because you get to pick your friends. And while you can't pick your family if there are toxic people in your life, You can always distance yourself from them. Number 11. You can't be responsible for the decisions or actions of others. I don't think I really need to talk too much about that. Um, I don't necessarily want to put it into context. But just an important reminder, I think. Number 12. Love is the most confusing and messy thing in the world. Again, not going to talk about that too much, but... Just a fact of life, I think. And just, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Because that's too personal and involves more than just me. Then number 13. Sitting with your own thoughts can be painful. I've talked about this already. September was rough. Moving on. (laughs) 14. Your relationship with yourself matters. I think I've always kind of mocked the idea that you actually have to like yourself or even just respect yourself because I was like, ha, no, but I see now how important it is that you actually do look after yourself because, you know, you're with yourself your entire life and you deserve to be looked after just as much as everyone else. Number 15, I think we're at now. Healing is not Lilia Lilia linear, linear, there we go, and takes time. Again, kind of an overused, somewhat cliched statement, but it is true. We all have our ups and downs, and it's just a fact of life, unfortunately. But if you're going through something intense, you can't expect to wake up and one day be absolutely fine. It's going to take time and effort, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you, it's just you're going through some really hard times and your feelings are valid. Number 16. Sometimes people won't like you, but it's a reflection on them more than anything else. Again, not that anyone has particularly actively disliked me this year, but I've just picked up on a couple of things and just from noticing other people, more or less. And yeah, just looking at how other people dislike other people and just the whole dynamic but i think when you remember that you don't like everyone so obviously not everyone's gonna like you it becomes so much more acceptable (laughs) then number 17 reading books is great again speaks for itself but i've done such great reading this year and i think everyone else should do the same that's my ted talk number 18 talk to everyone you meet Now, I used to be quite an introverted person, but I think since my anxiety has decreased as a result of my medication, I've just found it so much easier to talk to people. And it's meant that I've made friends, like not super, super close ones, but just like friends for the day sort of vibe. Um, And just talking to people is good, you know, learning about them, seeing what the vibe is and going from there really. Number 19, stay up late sometimes, wake up early others, or do both. Might think that's insane, um, but there was a day in either October or November, can't remember, that I stayed up for 24 hours, which was an experience, but there is a time and a place for every lifestyle and just go with it, you know, the night is young and so are we, but also the mornings are great. So sometimes you've got to commit to one or both. And number 20, you have control over a lot of things in life, but not everything. Again, this speaks for itself, and I've talked about this quite a lot already, so I won't dwell on it. But just know what's in your control and what's not, and then accept and move on. Easier said than done, I know, but, you know, it's an important reminder. And finally, number 21, you're only young and you've got so much more life left to live it's just a cute reminder to be honest that's it speaks for itself (laughs) and i think that's where we're going to leave it for today because i don't want this to go on for any longer because you're probably sick of my voice but i really hope you've enjoyed season one of the podcast um i'm going to take my mini hiatus for probably about two to three weeks mainly just because i'm going to be so busy and i don't want to put any additional pressure on myself But do not fret, I will be back soon. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy the festive season. And I look forward to seeing you all again soon. Bye for now.